This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are continuing our Don't Stop Now series with guest bishop, Bishop Kevin Dickerson from Day Spring Family Church in Irving, Texas. He's coming with an awesome word, I just can't quit. Hope you enjoy. Put your hands together and bless God all over this house. Put your hands together and bless God all over this house. Wherever you are, uh, bless God, bless God, bless God for your goodness and your mercy. We offer praise for your goodness and your mercy. We offer praise. No one has to make us praise you. No one has to push us to praise you. We don't need to high five our neighbor. God, we volunteer our praise. God, we are glad to do it praises. Go anytime I get a chance, I want to give God some praise. If you're in your home, in your dining room, in your den, at work, on your cell phone, or your laptop, stop what you're doing and give God some praise. Oh, wherever you are, give God some praise. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. God, we offer you praise. Oh, bless the name of God. Bless the name of God. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, God, your name is worthy to be praised. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Wherever you are, just give God a praise offering. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. We may not be in the sanctuary, but wherever you are is where the church is because you are the church. So church, put your hands together and bless God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Bless the name of Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Sonia. Amen. We bless God for the music ministry, and I thank God specifically for Pastor Sonia. Oh, bless the name of God. Amen. She is my wife. She is the the, the, uh, executive pastor of our church. But in just a few days, we'll be celebrating 38 years of, of marriage. And I bless God, amen, for Pastor Sonia. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. But but I, I, I need to share something with you. And I say this every time I get up to preach anywhere. And that is this. Although we are living in uncertain times, there is one thing that we're certain of. Although we're living in uncertain times, there is one thing that we're certain of. And what is that? We are certain that God is still in control. Yes, I know we're living living in a pandemic, but God is still in control. Yes, I know there's racial tensions in the land, but God is still in control. Yes, I know uh, there are layoffs and furloughs and economic troubles in the land, but God is still in control. Yes, I know there's confusion at the White House and the halls of Congress, but one thing I know is that God is still in control. Why don't you say it? God is still in control. Oh, but God's what my bank book says. God is still in control. Regardless of what the doctor says, God is still in control. Regardless of who occupies the White House, God is still 
in control. Oh, bless the name of God. Wherever you are, celebrate God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, bless the name of God. It's good to be back at the Heavenly Gospel Church, better known as HG. It, it, it's good to be back standing behind this sacred desk. Because more than 30 years ago, a man gave me an opportunity to stand behind this desk. I was a young neophyte preacher. And he said, uh, come by and just share a word. And that man was Pastor Floyd Taylor. Oh, a great man of God, a, a, a great pastor, a prolific preacher, a, a great builder of not only buildings, but a builder of people, and uh, just a great man of God. And, and he and his lovely wife built this wonderful ministry and, and, and to where it is today. And he was a blessing not only in my life and my wife's life, but I know he was a blessing in your life. And now, more than 30, 40 years later, we're still thankful because Heavenly Gospel still has a pastor. They, they, they have a, another mighty man of God. The apple didn't fall that far from the tree. And that's Pastor Corey Hines. He, he's taken the mantle that his father, grandfather left him. And he's doing a great work. Oh, bless the name of God. And Pastor Corey, I want to speak to you right now. You're doing a great work. You cannot come down. You're doing a great work. Uh, you're, you're, you're doing what God has called you to do. And so we're just holding your spot. We're just keeping it warm until you can get back in your position again. We're praying for you. We're praying for your health. We're praying for your strength. And we're praying for you, your wife, and your entire family that God will bring you back to us better than ever. Oh, somebody, wherever you are, just praise God for our pastor. Praise God for our pastor, the one and only Corey Hines. Bless the name of God. And if you would, open your Bibles to Jeremiah, the 20th chapter. And we want to begin reading at verse number 7. Jeremiah 20, beginning at verse number 7. O oh Lord, thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I, and hast prevailed. I'm in derision daily. Everyone mocketh me. For since I spake, I cried out. I cried violence and spoil. But the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me, and a derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. For I heard the defaming of many, fear on, on every side. Report, say they, and they were reported. All my familiars watched, 
for my halting, saying, Peradventure he will be enticed, and, and he shall prevail against him, and we shall take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a mighty terrible one, and therefore my persecutors shall stumble, and they shall not prevail, and they shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. But the Lord of hosts that tries the righteous and sees the reins and the hearts, let him see thy vengeance on them. For unto thee I have opened my cause. Sing unto the Lord, praise ye the Lord, for he hath delivered thee, the soul of the poor, from the hand of evildoers. Back to verse number nine. Then I said, I will make not, I will not make mention of him, nor will I speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. We want to use for a thought this morning, I just can't quit. I just can't quit. Let's pray. God, we bless your name. We thank you, Lord, for your power and your presence in this place. God, we thank you, Lord, for our pastor, Pastor Hines. And God, we ask you to continue to strengthen his body with, with every passing day. And God, we pray, Lord, that, that this word, Lord, that you have for us today, Lord, is the word, Lord, that will minister to your people. Because, God, it is your word and your word alone. Lord, that saves men, women, and young people from their sins. It is your word and your word alone, Lord, that rescues backsliders and brings them back into the family and the fellowship of God. It is your word and your word alone that even strengthens the hearts and minds of believers that are assembled here today. And God, we've come for your word. God, we've come because we need a word from you. Our land is in trouble. We need a word from you. Our, our health systems are, are at the point of collapse. We need a word from you. God, there's trouble in our own lives and homes. God, we need a word from you. Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. Speak, Lord, thy, thy servant heareth. Speak, Lord, thy, thy, thy servant heareth. And God, when you speak, God will obey. God, when you speak, we will do. God, when you speak, we'll leave the word that you decree. And God, we thank you for your word today. And God, it will not only be a word that we, we internalize and live out, but it will be a word that we share with others to let others know about the greatness of our God. In Jesus' name, let everyone say amen. I just can't quit. Have you ever felt like quitting? Have you ever felt like just throwing in the towel? Have you ever felt like I'm living for God, I'm doing everything that I know is right to do, and instead of things turning out right there, they seem like they're doing the exact opposite of what I was expecting, the exact opposite of what I was believing God for. Have you ever felt so discouraged that you just want to give up? Have you ever felt so uh, uh, displeased and, and dismayed, dismayed that, that you just want to just run away and hide. I have news for you, you're not alone. Jeremiah in our text, uh, he felt the same way. He felt like quitting, but he didn't. And Jeremiah wants to show us what to do when you feel like quitting. 
this man called Jeremiah. Uh, God called him before he was even born. While he was in his mother's womb, God called him. Before he was born, God had already given him a ministry assignment, saying that, that you'd be a prophet to the nations, and that's an awesome assignment. And, and Jeremiah said that, that to God, that God, I, I'm too young. But God said, don't worry about it. I'll just word your mouth. I'll give you words that are beyond your experience, beyond your years, but you're going to be the man I need to choose. You're going to be a voice to the nations. And Jeremiah was a prophet to the nations, all right, but, but he was a prophet to a nation of people that refused to listen. God gave Jeremiah a strong message, uh, live for God or, or be cursed and, and die. And that's not exactly the message that, that will win you friends. It's not exactly the message that will influence people. It's not exactly the message that will draw people to you. And, and the people were committed to idolatry. They were committed to worshiping other gods. They were committed to everything except God. And as a matter of fact, they, they literally hated Jeremiah and hated him and and his message. In fact, they really wanted to kill Jeremiah. And Jeremiah's message was so unpopular that the high priest had him arrested, beaten, and tortured, and thrown in jail. And out of a heart of frustration, out of a heart of disappointment, out of a heart of discouragement, uh, Jeremiah lets his emotions spill out to God. He, he, he prays to God and, and says, God, I, I feel misled. I, I feel uh, deceived. Uh, you called me into this ministry. You promised to put words in my mouth, but the words you gave me, God, nobody likes them. You called me to be a prophet to the nations, and instead, I'm a laughingstock to the nations. God, you promised that, that if anyone would fight against me, they would not prevail, but, prevail, but, but God... Here I am in trouble. Jeremiah was already been beaten. He's already been, been thrown into jail. And, and, and Jeremiah is telling God, this is not what I signed up for. Do you know Jeremiah sounds a lot like you? Jeremiah sounds a lot like me. We've all probably said at one time or another, I'm a Christian now. Why am I having all these problems? I'm a child of God. Why am I going through all this drama? I'm a child of God. Why is everybody fighting the good things that I'm trying to do? I'm a child of God. I'm living for God. I'm living for God. I'm living for God. And people are talking about me. I thought that when I started living for God, God would use me in some awesome way and get glory out of my life. I thought when I got saved, there would be no more trials. I thought when I got saved, there would be no tribulations. But the exact opposite happened. Trials came. Disappointment came. And, and now, God, I'm confused. I'm living for you, but stuff is not working in my life. God, I'm confused about this salvation thing. I'm confused about this spirit living thing. God, I'm confused about this ministry thing because it's not all that, 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 that you promised me. And sometimes we get upset with God because it looks like God has pulled a fast one on us. But God didn't pull a fast one on you. He didn't pull a fast one on Jeremiah. Many times what God does is he shares the destination, but not the journey. He, he shares the destination and does not share what's in between where you are 
and where God ultimately wants you to go. If God told you what was in the middle, you and I probably would have never answered the call. If God told you what was in the middle, God, we, we would have turned and walked away. If God told you what was in the middle, we would have, just, we would have given up before we started. But we, we do that with God. But we don't do that with every other thing in life. When you take a flight, you're given a boarding pass. And the boarding pass gives you the flight number, gives you the terminal, gives you the gate, gives you your seat assignment, and what time the flight boards, and what boarding group you're in. Your boarding pass doesn't say anything about waiting for a flight crew. Your boarding pass doesn't say anything about your flight is oversold and your seat might not even be available. Your, your boarding pass doesn't say anything that your plane is not going to take off on time because the, it's having mechanical problems and will be delayed for takeoff. Your, your, your boarding pass doesn't say anything about the turbulence that you're going to experience along the way. Because if they told you that ahead of time, you might change your mind. But, but what they did tell you is that the flight is still going to take off and is still going to reach its destination. There are some things that God didn't mention when he called you. There's some things that he didn't mention when he saved you. There's some things that he didn't mention when, when, when he delivered you from drugs and, and alcohol. There's some things that he did not mention when you're going through what you're going through. But because if you knew what, what, what you were going to go through, you may not have answered the call. But just like the airline, or more reliably than the airline, you will still reach your destination despite the turbulence in life, despite the troubles in life, despite the heartaches in life, despite the disappointments in life. I'll still get you to where I need you to be. And so you can't quit right here. And what I've discovered and Jeremiah's complaint, I see it in us. When we complain, nobody wants to hear you. No one except God. What I love about God is that God can handle how you feel. God is big enough and strong enough to handle your complaint. God is, can handle whatever you have to say. God can handle the, the full range of your emotions. And God wants to know what's on your heart. He already knows, but he wants us to be honest with him and verbalize to him exactly how we feel. Because when we tell God how we really feel, it's actually drawing us closer to God. It's creating a level of intimacy with God. There's only certain people that you tell your, 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 your deep, dark secrets to. There's only certain people that you tell your most intimate thoughts to. There's some only certain people that you tell uh, your, your, your greatest problems to, and those are your close, close friends, your spouse or, or close person you, you've grown up with. There's only certain people that you can do that with. And so when I tell God everything that's going on in my life, it actually strengthens and draws us closer to God. And telling God in prayer how you really feel releases all of those negative feelings and emotions. Prayer is a liberating event because the frustration and the discouragement and the disappointment is no longer locked on the inside of us, but we've actually released it. And so through 
prayer, we can pour our heart out to God and empty our, ourselves of all the things that have been bothering us. I, I have a question for you this morning. What do you need to say to God right now? What do you need to tell God today? Is there anything that's bothering you? Tell God now. Don't wait. Tell it to God. Uh, tell him that, God, when I accepted Jesus as my, my Savior, I thought everything was going to be wonderful and that God would use me in incredible ways. And, and God, I, I, I want to quit because I, I think, God, that, that, that life has, 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 has thrown me a curveball. God, I, I'm disgusted. God, I'm disappointed. God, I'm discouraged. And I just want to quit and, 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 and just stop doing the things that I know is right to do. God, I've gotten to the point where I don't want to do what I know is right to do. God, I, I don't want to be reminded of my purpose right now. I don't want to be reminded of my destiny. God, I just want to be left alone. God, just let me sit here and have a pity party all by myself. Now, now you can do that, and, and you still love God, but you just want to call a, a timeout. And when we feel that way, it looks like uh, that we, we, we're going off the deep end, but you're not. We feel that if we live for God, all is going to be wonderful. There'll be no storms. There'll be no difficulties. There'll be no challenges. There'll be no obstacles. There'll be no oppositions. We sometimes feel that as a child of God, there should not be any issues, just praise and worship all the time. And feeling this way, is not what God promised you. Feeling this way is, feeling that way is not what God promised. He promised us seasons in life, not just one season, not all summer, not all winter, not all, all, all fall, not all spring, but a complete spectrum of things are going to occur in our lives. And that's why we can't base our relationship uh, with God based on our feelings. Because what I've discovered about my feelings, my feelings will lie to me. My feelings will mislead me. Oh, bless the name of God. If you only relied on your feelings when the alarm clock wakes up on, turns on on Monday morning, you're, 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 you don't feel like going to work. But even though you don't feel like it, you get yourself in the shower, you get yourself dressed, and you point your car in the direction of, 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 of your job because your feelings will mislead you. And God does not want us to quit because of something that made us feel bad. Don't quit because God is getting the glory out of your life even in difficult situations. God is getting the glory out of your life when you can stand anyway in the face of obstacles and opposition. God is getting the glory out of your life when you know to do what's right even when you don't feel like it. He gets the glory when you refuse to follow the crowd and follow after God anyway. Wherever you are, wherever you are, say, I'm not going to quit. Wherever you are, I'm not going to quit. As bad as it is, God is still going to get the glory out of my life. As troublesome as it is, God is still going to get the glory out of my life. Wherever you are, give God some praise. Wherever you are, give God some praise. Oh, bless the name of God. Bless the name of God. Our friend, 
Jeremiah was, was so frustrated that he wanted to stop speaking for God. He wanted to, to stop mentioning God's name. He wanted to retire from ministry, retire from being a servant of the Most High God. But the very thing he wanted to give up would not let him quit. The very thing he wanted to give up would not let him quit. The word of God that was on inside of him was so strong inside Jeremiah, instead of it causing him to quit, it propelled him forward when he wanted to quit. There's a link between your endurance and your knowing and living the word of God. Jeremiah said the word of God was inside of him. It was like literally locked up in his bones. God's word kept him going when he felt like quitting. When he wanted to quit, God's word would just kind of pop up and, and at the right time and minister to Jeremiah. Jeremiah wanted to quit, but the word of God kept burning on the inside of him like a fire locked up in his bones. The word of God was burning on the inside of Jeremiah that kept him going when he felt like giving up. My question for you is do you have a word that can keep you going? Do you have a word that settles you? Do you have a word that calms your nerves? Do you have a word that energizes you? Do you have a word that gives you hope? Do you have a word that encourages you? The word of God will help you when you feel like quitting. The word of God will sustain you when you feel like quitting. What are you saying, preacher? Preacher, when you wanted to go in another direction, there's a word of God for you. That word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When you felt like you were going through and you thought you were going through all by yourself, there's a word that's burning on the inside of you. I am with you always, even until the end of the world. When you feel defeated and you want to surrender to your problems, there's a word on the inside of you. Nay, in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. When there are times you feel discouraged and you need a word, be like David. He encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes you need to pat your own self on the back. Sometimes you need to look in the mirror and tell yourself, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. When you think there's no value to living godly, a word of God will pop up on the inside of you, burn on the inside of you, and let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. There's a word that's on the inside of you. When fear is overwhelming you, when fear is on every side, there's a word. Do you have a word? There's a word that's burning on the inside of you. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Do you have a word? Do you have a word? Oh, put your hands together and bless the name of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When you feel like quitting, you need a word from God. And when you have a word from God, it will bring your confidence back. It'll bring your joy back. It'll bring your strength back. That's what it did for Jeremiah. Jeremiah in verse number 11, he, he says, but the Lord is with me. 
Jeremiah realizes in the midst of all of his struggles, in the midst of all of his problems, he's not alone in all of this. Oh, I'm here to tell you right now, as bad as it is in your situation right now, you're not going through what you're going through by yourself. Oh, bless the name of God. You're not going through by yourself. Oh, bless the name of God. But but that, that the statement that the Lord is with me is, is, is kind of confusing me. Because was it not Jeremiah that just said, God, I think you're misleading me? Wasn't it Jeremiah that was just a second ago complaining to God? Yes, it was. But what Jeremiah was doing was complaining with confidence. Oh, y'all. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if y'all just grabbed it. I'm going to say it again. What Jeremiah was doing was complaining with confidence. Yes, God, I don't like what's going on in my life, but I know you're the only one that can help me. Yes, God, there are problems going on in my situation, but you're the only one that can answer my question. Jeremiah is praising, praying to God, a God that he believes in, a God he trusts, a God he believes will help him uh, through all of his feelings, his whole range of emotions. And prayer is rooted in faith, and faith in a God that promised to not leave us or forsake us. Fear not, I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Prayer is rooted in faith in God that can do anything. When I pray, I believe that God can do anything. When I pray, I believe that God can do anything. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works worketh in us. Why pray if you don't believe God can? Why pray if you don't believe that God is the answer? Why pray if you don't believe God can do it? And he said, the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior in spite of my frustrations, in spite of my disappointments, in spite of my anger, in spite of my being misled, in spite of me being uh, mistreated. Jeremiah was confident that God would be with him in the midst of all that he was going through. That means we often look at what we're facing, our problems, our frustrations, and situations in life. And what we need to do is not look at the problems in front of us, but we need to have an uplook and look at the God that has not forgotten about us. Look to the God that has not abandoned us. Oh, bless the name of God. And God, the God that we serve, is with you right now. The God that we serve is with you right now. They, they call God Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is there. Not the Lord who's on his way, not the Lord you need an appointment to talk to, but the Lord who is there. That means right now, in the midst of your bad situation, God is there. In the midst of your trouble, God is there. In the midst of disappointments, God is there. And Jeremiah's prayer has shifted by his faith in an ever-present God. And how would our view of our situation change if, if, if we reminded ourselves that God is with us? And knowing that God is with you will help you accomplish what he has called you to do. And realizing that God is with you will give you the courage and the strength and the perseverance to keep going in spite of what you face. And and, and Jeremiah, he's, he's ministering to us today. And, and he says, I, I just can't 
quit. And, and one of the things that Jeremiah says is that I, I can't quit because I, I can't quit if I can keep my praise. And that means I have to learn how to praise God right where I am. I need to praise God right where I am. Jeremiah verse 13 says, Sing unto the Lord, praise ye the Lord, for he has delivered the soul of the poor and from the hand of the evildoers. Jeremiah's discouragement, Jeremiah's despair turns into joy. Oh, bless the name of God. The situation has not changed. The problem still exists, but I've, I've now had some time in the presence of God, and so my view of the situation has changed because I no longer have my view, but I now have a God's eye view of what my situation is. And now I can give God praise despite what I'm going through. And Jeremiah began to praise God despite his feelings. He began to praise God despite what he was going through. And, and what he was really saying is that my feelings have to catch up with my praise. Oh, I don't know if y'all just grab what I said. My feelings have to catch up to my praise. Oh, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to praise him anyway. I don't look like it, but I'm going to praise him anyway. Problems are still there, but I'm going to praise him anyway. Oh, somebody, give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. And I've discovered in my own life that there are only two times that believers should praise God. There's only two times that believers should praise God. And that is one, when you feel like it. Two, when you don't feel like it. Did you hear what I said? There's only two times that believers should praise God. When you feel like it and when you don't feel like it. I don't know where you are, but it's time to give God praise. Because praise confuses the enemy. The devil has no answer for your praise. Praise recognizes God's problem, power in the midst of my problem. Praise acknowledges that God has an answer. Praise that looks in the future and says, I'm expecting God to change my situation. Oh, somebody give God praise. What I've discovered about praise is that when I praise God, God will show up where he hears the praises. He will show up where he hears the praises. He inhabits the praises of his people. To inhabit the praises of his people means that God sits down. You enthrone God and God sits down like a king on a throne. He sits down like a, a judge in a courtroom. When a judge in a courtroom sits down, that means he's ready to do business. When he sits down, he's ready to make decisions. When he sits down, he's ready to make a ruling. Oh, bless the name of God. When I praise God, God sits down in the midst of my problems. He sits down in the midst of confusion. He sits down in the midst of my trouble. I didn't study math in school, but what I discovered is that two, two objects cannot occupy the same space at the same time. What are you saying, Bishop? I'm saying that if you praise God and God shows up and you're sick in your body, then sickness has to go. If you praise God and God shows up and you have 
poverty in your life, then poverty has to go. If you praise God and there's confusion in your home, then confusion has to go. I dare you to give God praise. Praise him till he shows up. Praise him till his condition changes. Praise him till there's healing in your body. Oh, give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. The Bible says, whoo, the Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Another translation says, I will bless the Lord through all times, through heartaches, through pain, through sickness, through disappointment. Praise will continually be in my mouth. Put your hands together and give God praise. Bless the name of God. Bless the name of God. Bless the name of God. I just can't quit. I just can't quit. I can't quit because there's fire burning on the inside of me. I can't quit because there's a praise I need to release outside of me. Oh, somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. I just can't quit. Oh, bless the name of God, wherever you are, wherever you are, bless the name of Jesus, wherever you are, give God praise. I just can't quit. Everything around me says quit. Everything around me says throw in the towel. Everything around me says walk away from God. But there's something on the inside of me that won't let me quit. There's a word on the inside of you. The Holy Ghost is on the inside of you. And, and, and he won't let you quit. There's praise on the inside of you that won't let you quit. Oh, bless the name of God. Thank you, Jesus, for the word of God. But I need to talk to some people here today. Thank you, Jesus. You came into this service just like Jeremiah. Everything I'm trying to do right seems to turn out wrong. Everything I say is being uh, misinterpreted. Everything I do, people are, are fighting everything I do. But I'm a child of God. But I feel like quitting. What I've discovered is that you're too close to quit. You're too close to quit. Most of the time when, we, when people quit, when they give up, they don't realize how close they are. If you drive your car, you have a mirror on one side, the, your driver's side, and a mirror on the, on the passenger side. But there's writing on the mirror on the passenger side, and it says objects may be closer than they appear. What am I saying? I'm saying your deliverance is closer than your situation Dick says. Your healing is closer than, than what you think it is. But God is looking for you to stay with God in spite of what you're going through. God is looking to you to stay strong in the Lord despite what you're going through. God is, is looking to you to remind yourself that even though I'm going through, I'm not going through by myself. God is with me. God is reminding you that even though things look bad, God is still worthy of praise. And so God is speaking to you. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, 
Today is your day to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Just pray this prayer with me. Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. God, I realize, Lord, I've done many things wrong. God, I've, I, I've done many things wrong against you and against others. But today, God, I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge them. I know that they were wrong. And God, I'm asking you for forgiveness. And God, today, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, the one that died for my sins and on the third day rose with all power in your hands. And even right now, you're seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for me. And God, I want to accept your invitation to be a child of God. If you prayed that prayer, you're, you're saved right now. If you prayed that prayer, you're a child of God right now. And just, just send a communication to Heavenly Gospel and let them know that I'm a child of God. Let them know I, I'm a backslider that came back home. Uh, let them know I'm a believer that, that was about to give up and, and I, I'm stronger now. I'm, I'm, I'm more enthusiastic about God than ever before. Let them know so that they can uh, send you information about how to strengthen your walk with God. And if you don't have a church home, there is no better church in all of the Metroplex than the Heavenly Gospel Church. Send them, send them some information saying, I've been watching this service and I've been watching for a long time and I just want to, I just want to cross the line and become a member of the Heavenly Gospel Church. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Pastor, Pastor Hines, we love you and we're continuing to pray for you. Put your hands together and bless God wherever you are. Bless the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. We hope you really enjoyed today's message. If you did, here's your opportunity to partner with us on today. You can partner by giving via Cash App, dollar sign, Heavenly Gospel Church, or go to hglovespeople.com, press the give button and give whatever amount that you would love to give on today. Again, be blessed and thank you for tuning in.